Hey there, thanks for tuning in to Something New Every Week with your host, me, Jason Group. Each week I'm going to give you something new that's happening in our photographic world, just some great conversations with my friends, and what's going on right now. Something New Every Week is sponsored by Miller's Lab. Miller's Professional Imaging is the largest professional lab organization in the United States. They provide professional prints and press products for professional photographers in all 50 states and Canada. And they're just a great company. If you don't know them, go check them out, millerslab.com. All right, here we go. I've been trying to get this guy on this week's episode of Something New every week forever. And I don't think it's because he's dodging me. Well, maybe he is. He, yeah. he, 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 doesn't, he doesn't want to come on. He doesn't want to share his information with us. It's totally not true. Uh, oh, but okay. he, <laughs> he, I'm excited to have him here. So I have uh, the co-founder and CEO Garrett Delf from Shoot.edit this week. Garrett, please say hello, and it's great to have you on. Thank you, Jason. It's great to be here, man. <laughs> it's great Thank you. I have not been dodging you. <laughs> he has not been dodging me. That's He's great. very busy, and I probably have only asked once or twice. Um, <laughs> Garrett is uh, Garrett started Shoot.edit. It's a photo editing company for photographers, uh, and I'll let him expand on that, but... Garrett's been, is been doing it a long time and he's one of those guys who's been around. And if you, you've been in our community, you probably haven't had a lot of interaction with him. He's kind of the behind the scenes guy. Um, but very, very in the scenes. He's just one of those guys who you probably talked to him at the booth and at whatever trade show you were at and, and didn't know it. But Garrett, I, what I, I, I really want to talk to you about is, it's something new every week. So I want to talk about what you guys are up to now. But I want to start with, I, I find that the origin story is really important with businesses like yourself that serve our community. So I just want to start with, tell us about how Shoot.edit started. Sure, sure. <laughs> well, um, let's see, I, I like you, I, I was a wedding photographer right. for quite a long time. Right. Um, I think by the time I, I finished, I'd been shooting 10 years consecutively full time. That's all I did. And um, right around, you know, right around 2006, when digital really, 2006, 2007, when digital started to get some momentum, um, and we all were like, they were like D30s, Canon D30s or something. <laughs> <laughs> we like, shot somebody and they looked pink, but right. you, know, you didn't care because it was digital. Yeah. Um, we all made the big switch. And then right around then, um, all the photo labs started dying. And so we were right. all in. And, uh, and so we found ourselves suddenly no longer shooting film, shooting digital. And suddenly we found ourselves having two professions. We right. were the full-time lab right. and we were the full-time photographer. Right. So that was just, you know, made me want to poke my eyeballs out with a fork. Yes. You know, it was brutal. Right. So. With CRT that, that, monitors, no less. Yeah. <laughs> so the, that really was the beginning of Shoot.Edit. Prior to Shoot.Edit, it was um, myself and Jared Bauman at the right. time. Um, we were like, we got to solve this problem. How about we split our resource? So we hired a full-time person, 
sent them to Adobe, had them trained in uh, professional color management, wow. and also got them certified in Lightroom. Then, then it was Bridge, Adobe Bridge. Right. Brought them on full time. It changed her life. Overnight. Okay. Changed her life, and um, in that's a whole fun story, by the way. Uh, because we're artists, right? So we're like, you suck. Can't- <laughs> What do you mean? It's horrible. Jared was like, it's too cool. I was like, it's too warm. Like, man, you're horrible. Adobe what? You know, all that. It, classic artists. You know? Correct. Yes. <laughs> but we figured that out and then started shoot.edit. And um, I think from date of launch, within two weeks, we had a wait list of 500 people. Wow. And, um, and, and so since then, it is, since 2007, it's been a crazy roller coaster. Crazy, crazy roller coaster since. Yeah, and so much has changed over the last uh, decade, more than a decade, and you guys have really grown and expanded. And and what's been neat for me to watch, knowing both of you guys, is Jared went from being a full-time photographer, and he kind of stuck it out a little longer than you did, I think. And then then you both went full-time together. And then there were just so many new variations of services that you were able to offer. It was basically the same service, but the way you were able to do it and the time and the speed that you were able to do it and being able to offer different, you know, profiles and and different things like that and and helping those clients. I'm curious, have you guys ever done like a, how many photos you've edited over the last 15 years? Um, Has anybody ever asked you that question? <laughs> I, yeah, we have. Everyone's okay. sorry. How many employees do you have, and how many images have you edited? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, the best answer I can give is a lot. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. What? But, what are the, yeah. You know, one thing I, I can disclose is um, the last time we did a census, I think we were serving 23 different countries. Wow. We had, photographers uh submitting um to to us wow so that's uh which i didn't even know there are that many countries in the world um, <laughs> spoken like a true american but but yeah totally oh that's horrible uh but you know the world is flat which is pretty cool <laughs> i think it was it's just proven cool. on facebook just recently again that the world yeah. is flat yes Yes. Yes, it is. It is. Yeah. So that's pretty. Uh, it's pretty neat. Yeah, it's pretty neat and challenging. Right. And one of the things that I've always admired you guys, and and I kind of grew up in this industry, knowing you and Jared from being a photographer coming to WPPI, to visiting you at the booth, to taking the job at WPPI, working with you behind the scenes as a vendor and and other things in the conference to just learning from you as an entrepreneur. We have somebody that uh, has mentored us over the years that we've shared over the years. And, and one of the things that I've enjoyed about you is your constant pursuit of being a better boss, being a better entrepreneur, being uh, just being able to find that, that work-life balance. And you've had a lot of challenges. You, mm. you also, it's, it's, it's noteworthy to mention that uh, you have, it's four kids, right? <laughs> you yeah. have four kids, yes. uh, growing kids, and you're raising a family at the same time you're running this business and, and finding that balance is, has been a challenge 
as it would be for everyone. And, and I've really admired that. Uh, and I really kind of want to ask you some questions about that. Um, maybe that you can offer some advice to photographers. Um, let's, let's put it in a couple of different parts. Yeah, uh, before you go, I just want to say it right back at you, dude. Right? <laughs> you know, cats, cat, entrepreneur to entrepreneur, photographer to photographer, right? <laughs> like, uh, it's, um, kudos to you as well. This, this stuff is- <laughs> and I appreciate that. And, 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 if you've been listening to this podcast for any period of time, you know that the last couple of years has been a struggle for me career wise. And it, it, and, and I'm definitely living, breathing proof of the fact that it is not always, uh, uh, the most awesome thing in the world to be someone who likes to be an entrepreneur, likes to have vision, likes to not, uh, be a police officer uh and i shouldn't say that i'm just saying like any job where you go and now i'm in trouble like you go and you do your job and you go home and, and and i definitely admire that sometimes when i go and and i i go to my son's football practice they see some of the dads and one guy's in a police uniform and the other guy's in you know construction outfit and they just go to their job and they do it and i could never do that and you're one of those people as well you i think that the world needs both right correct Correct. And, uh, the world needs both. And you always have a much more eloquent way of saying the same thing I do. <laughs> right. So, all right. So first question for, for if you're a newer photographer getting started as an entrepreneur and the reason, and, the, and these may seem like silly questions to you, but I think that you can offer some advice. So I'm just getting started. Where do, what do I do? Like what, what advice can you offer to uh, that person? coming up in our industry? Yeah. You know, great question. I would say do what the celebrities say when they win an award or, or <laughs> what the artists do when they win their, their Grammy, like believe in yourself. Number one. Okay. Right. Go yeah. for it. Uh-huh. Go for it. Go all in. Number two, don't be naive. Man, that's good advice. You that know, is, that so is- like, yeah. On one hand, we see, we hear a lot of people say, if you can think it, if you can dream it, you can do it. I, I think that is one of the scariest lies out there. Yeah. Um, and so don't, don't, you know, on one hand, dream it. Absolutely. Have vision. Go for it. Go all in. But as you jump, you know, as you go all in, um, get educated, be aware, count the cost. Right. Do your due diligence so that you um, don't deceive yourself in terms of what it takes to succeed. Now, this you you you've you've launched and had a couple of successful businesses. One of them being wedding photography, and you're in business for. And this this is usually the advice that I come to you for. All right, I'm ten years in now. What, what do I do now? How do I keep the spark alive? And you and I have had this conversation quite a bit. What mm. advice can you offer? And you yes. work on this. I, I need to mention that. You work on this every single day. Yeah. I think increasingly. Yeah. Increasingly. Yeah, you do. Well, let, man, that's a great question. I think that um, being... Uh, having some sort of self-aware Socratic exercise. Nice. Where you go, you know, am I happy? Not, not that that is a requirement um, to do anything. Right. Cause I, (laughs) 
messy. But um, so am, messy. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, am I um, am I in lockstep? You know, asking things like, am I using my gifts? You know, my my strengths yeah. to to their greatest. Am I am I to the place that I want to be? Right. Um, Max uh, Lucado. Is it Max Lucado? I think he, he wrote a book about the seven irre- irrefutable laws of leadership. Yeah. And he talks about the law of the lid. Uh-huh. Have you heard this? The uh-uh. law of the lid? I have not. Um, and uh, the, the law of the lid is uh, sort of where your personal strengths cap you out. Okay. Where you just cannot go any farther. Yeah. At some point, you need to either say, A, I'm good with that, and I recognize that, I'm going to stay here, or, or B, I'm going to partner with, outsource, mm-hmm. delegate mm-hmm. to people who are smarter and better than me in these areas that are required to break the lid. I and need to read I, that book. <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know, like 10 years in, it's easy, you know, p- part of that Socratic exercise is going, if I want more and I'm not getting there, what do I need to do to get there? Yeah. And a, a lot of times if you're 10 years in and you're stagnant and you're not seeing growth, I, I think a lot of times it's just Time because um, you need to do one of those three things. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it, it's funny that you bring that up. And I think a lot of people that listen to this podcast will relate to that is, is that a lot of the people that listen to this are 10 years in and are experienced photographers uh, I've, I've found that that's kind of the listener base here. Uh, and they find these stories interesting. And you're an avid reader. You read a lot of business books. And I was on your – before we started, I, I looked at your Facebook page. And you had had a list of, of books that you posted. And I need to I need to add that that list to, to your oh. – to the show notes because there's a really good list in there. But you bring up – and, and I want to hear that was that was my next question. I want to hear about some other books, but um, sure. the personal strengths and that I started to recognize when I got into my mid forties at WPPI, not working in a corporate office ever. That's when I started to realize that there were innate things that I had learned as an entrepreneur running my own business for many many years that I just just recognize them and I would hire people to do stuff that I didn't like to do, like editing and accounting and and other things like that. But I just did it because that's somebody said you should do this. And I didn't think about it until I got to a corporate office and I realized that there were things that I just really sucked at and started to recognize from a business perspective. And I would have a lot of conversations with uh, Rachel LaCour uh, Neeson who you know very well. And she would be like, you're having your own like MBA class at WPPI because you're learning all of these things and, and kind of digging into those things. But since leaving there and trying to find what the new adventure is for me, that matching process of exactly what you said is that I've been looking for something. I'm kind of at a point now where like, I'm not looking to launch a business or, or be the business owner, but I'm looking for my knowledge to go to that business owner, but want a stake in that business, right? Mm-hmm. And that's been a real challenge for me to find. Uh, and it's taken a couple of years to get to that point because it's not a lot out there for that, right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. 
And I think that a lot of people could recognize that too within their own photography business, especially those people who are looking to either take their knowledge into the industry as a photographer or are just looking to maybe do something different within their photography business, but don't really have the energy to launch an entirely new business. Like me, for example, with uh, school portraits and, and doing volume and stuff like that, where I started to piece together, how can I do this business, still shoot, do this, uh-huh. do that, but I can't do it all myself, but find the partnerships that I need to make it work. Marketing yeah. and all of that stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, um, listening. It's great stuff. <laughs> which is why I love to talk to Garrett because yeah, I tee him up, I ask him a question, and then I wind up doing all the talking. And he's like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you need to. You, you, you need to. This is what you need to do, Jason. And we've had a lot of these conversations over many scotches and cigars. Yes, sir. Uh, and some of them are a little blurry, those conversations. But <laughs> Garrett's a very good listener, and I've always had appreciated it from that. So books. Let's move on to books. Yeah, what do you what do you want to hear? What, do you want to hear some of my... Yeah. Along well, I... those contexts, can you make some suggestions for books on, the, uh, on, on along those contexts? Yeah. Um, well, so I... One of the stories I wrote on my Medium page. Um, and I saw that. I want to hear about that too. Okay. Well, yeah. You no, know, it's just, um, you know, it's called 10 Books, 10,000 Lessons. Yeah. <clears throat> and, um, you know, funny enough, one of them that is not on there that I think is extremely relevant to this conversation for either entrepreneurs starting or entrepreneurs 10 years in is called The Messy Middle. Mm. And it's uh, written by the founder of the business Behance, which was acquired by Adobe. And, um, you know, he just talks about um, how messy business is. It's just, you know, it's it's this amalgamation and very sort of, you know, um, melting pot of people, process and performance. And they all need each other, but they're all, you know, sort of like negative magnets and all living in this world of entropy where everything wants to collapse all the time <laughs> against you and against each other, you know? Yeah. And uh, it's a great book. And I, I think it's it's really, when I read it, which was only three years ago, I, for the first time I went, oh, yeah. shit. Can yeah. I say shit on the podcast? Yeah, you I'm can sorry. say shit. All the shit. Um, or you can bleep it out. And it. <laughs> I don't have time to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, for the first time in a long time, I didn't feel alone. Mm. I was like, oh, it's normal? I Like, I always thought it was me or them. Right. <laughs> right. You know, so The Messy Middle, that's a really great one I would recommend. Okay. Um, let's see. Another lovely book from there i guess i just you know if you want to talk culture Uh um it's your ship by Uh michael abershoff oh yeah great it's a just a really great piece on uh culture especially if you're a leader you're in charge of um guiding leading people because you own the business and you need to get it done yeah and it's really great story about this guy that had a really cool unique perspective on humans and empowering people uh, to be great, yeah. you know, and, and uh, a really cool take on that. 
really great book. Uh, for the uh, operators out there that love uh, scale and uh, really uh, want to figure out how to, you know, maybe hit some um, BHAGs, big caradicious goals when it comes to revenue. Oh, yeah. I think I read that one. Yeah. Right? Uh, would be simplify and blitz scaling. Right. Um, simplify is the elimination of decision making steps for mm -hmm. both your target market and mm -hmm. also your uh, operational Genba. Really great stuff. Just, you know, less is more. It's kind of less is more. And right. how that integrates into pricing simplification yeah. to differentiate in the market. It's really fascinating stuff. Yeah. And then um, blitz scaling is um, about taking your ideas to the market fast and sort of, um, you know, Amazon talks about fail fast, fail often. Right. Um, and, and blitz scaling is sort of like that. Like, that, like yeah. you have an idea. Uh, actually, the... Um, um, Reed Hoffman, he's uh -huh. the writer of the book, founder of PayPal, founder of LinkedIn. Uh, you know, he talks about if you got to the market with your product or idea and it's, and it's what you wanted, you waited too long. <laughs> Just fascinating. That is fascinating. That's fascinating, isn't it? Yeah, we, it want is. we think, we think the market rewards perfect and there's absolute proof it doesn't. Right. The market rewards good enough. The, the market rewards convenience. Correct. They uh, reward speed. Ease. They reward price. Ease. Yeah. That's right. Right. And that you know the market in general will they'll, they'll they're okay with good enough. They are sadly enough that is very true, but it's, it is also not sadly enough because a lot of those ideas are good enough, right? That they don't need to be perfected. And I think photographers do spend a lot of time on perfection, and I see this quite often and just recently working with some newer photographers in that uh, they spend too much time like the emotional part of picking an image, the emotional part of learning how to shoot an image uh, or the technique, technical parts of it instead of actually learning how a camera operates and learning their their skills first. They're out there just willy nillying it instead of just what do I need to do to make a good picture, right? Yeah, yeah, and, that's yeah. True. And There's a you remember the pictage days? Yeah, I do. I think Mike Cologne, probably in my opinion, for photographers out there that are listening, I think he has the best story about. Just one of the many, but the best stories about um, how perfection is so elusive. Right. And he talks about how he um, blew up a 60 by 40 canvas and he wanted to gift it um, to his um, uh, customers. Yeah. Had it ordered, printed, shipped to his house, and he hung it on his wall so that, and then invited them over for dinner. And when he hung it on his wall, he was um, when he got it, he didn't have time to take it back. And he said it was green, 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 green. And he was mortified, but he had to show it to them. And when they came over, they said, oh, my gosh, we love it. And it's so great. It the, the green matches your couch. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that story. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And he talks about how that was a big epiphany for him when he realized 
brides and grooms and mothers of brides, they don't see shifts in tint and magenta. They don't see the difference in three to five points. Photographers, pictage, you know, this is, sorry to monologue here, but going back to perfect and quality. Do you know who, back then they were the number one lab, you know who their, the biggest complainer of prints was? No. Photographers. Oh, yeah. So 85% of all their complaints were photographers who were fearful and they were, uh, you know, they were um, micromanaging pixels. Right. Everybody that ships straight to brides, they're never they're had any complaints. It's like in the three percentile. Right. Yeah. 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 That's that makes right. sense. And, and those are all things that you learn as a photographer, you know, kind of growing up. And I'm sure Mike never said, oh, I'm sorry. I love this picture. I, ha I had it made for you. I'm sorry. It's so green. Like he didn't say that. Right. He didn't no. say that. They loved it. And learning those those subtle nuances for for those things. And uh, thankfully, uh Printing has gotten a lot easier than it was back in those days trying to match a Fuji S2 file to a four by six print. Um, that thankfully those days are, those days are over. But, um, I want to get back to the ideas in our industry, like for photographers and me when over the last two years trying to put a lot of new ideas out there for my business. Um, I love the micro blitzing ideas because I, I found I would I want to do Santa sessions. I want to do family pictures. I want to do this idea and finding the way to get that out there as quickly as possible. And a lot of the times when I finally got it out there to what I'm going to do this year are totally different ideas based off of the first idea. Oh, yeah. Right. And it's only because I did it quickly. Like I did a senior session giveaway last fall. And collected a bunch of email addresses and did a whole marketing campaign and did all this. But what I'm going to do this year will be totally different than what I did last year. And, 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 and putting those ideas out there and then not being afraid to, there was one portrait session idea I put out there that totally failed and I just retinkered the whole thing and then relaunched it again three yeah. days later. And learning those, learning how to do those things can be found quite often in books like you you are talking about. So I have one last question for you, and this will probably be either the easiest or the hardest question for you, is I want you to talk about, you work with a lot of photographers, I want you to talk about our industry, where we're at. I'm going to put it two parts. So the first easy one is, are you seeing any trends within the wedding photography community that you haven't seen? Or is there something new that you've seen that you can talk about that you think is interesting or like that? It could be yes, no. Like with the way weddings are going or I don't know if you're on that granular level anymore. You know what? Yes. <laughs> Here's what I think is really interesting um, that I thought was going to happen 10 years ago. Okay. Outsourcing is becoming a thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That is hilarious. And, and, and uh, you and I can laugh about it because I know how hard you've worked on your business all these years. And I know how hard just the fact of outsourcing as a service, like, Oh, I, I work on my own pictures. I'm not going to re re relish that to somebody else. And, <laughs> and now it's just, you're right. It's a thing. 
it's a, it's a thing. It's, a thing. it's becoming a, a thing. Congrats. That's, yeah. <laughs> well, it, yeah. I, I don't know if congrats is in order for me, but you know, what do they say? The success is when um, you know timing and preparation kind of come together. Uh, we were prepared ten years ago, but <laughs> <laughs> we've been waiting around. You know. Oh, isn't it John Lennon said 99% of success is just being there? It's oh, you've been there man. for 10, 10 years. And, yeah. and and for those of you who don't know, shoot.edit, they are one of the original people who have created the service. They have the most experience. Uh, and, and just blowing you up here a little bit. The best customer service. You people are you people. You guys are great people. The people who work in your company are great people, and I've gotten to know them. And I've said this in many of my podcasts. I like to interview people who I really like, who I feel really care about our industry, who really care about the people that they work for. It's a business, of course, but you guys really are concerned about the community itself. It's why you guys have been huge supporters of trade shows and events. And we all know how up and down they have been over the years. And you are there every year. Uh, and you have supported WPPI and Imaging USA and other trade shows and conventions. You've also been very supportive to photographers who teach and are educators in our industry. And without you, there, a lot of these guys would have never even either had their chance to be, have a platform or a voice. And again, when I say, when I joke about you being kind of the behind the scenes guy, it's because you've, you've, you've given that support to those photographers over the years. Oh, thanks, man. Love the industry. You know, love the creative side. Yeah. Love the okay. Last right. question. Yes, please. How are we doing? All right. We came out of COVID. We didn't even talk about like how difficult it must have been for you as a company the last year. Uh, I'm tired of talking about the pandemic, as I'm sure you are. So I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to want to talk about the past. I want to talk about the future. What are you seeing? How's it going? How are these guys doing? Yeah, the the, the industry, right? You're asking yeah. about the yeah. specifically photography industry. Yeah. Well, um, I think this year is an outlier because we had a significant, like, significant amount of postponements from 2020 uh-huh. right. into 2021, right. which, um, you know, for anybody who's listening to that's following any <laughs> of the social forums, they, yeah. they know that we and uh, other businesses like mine just got avalanched on yeah. in a way couldn't have expected, you know, uh, people are, are shooting record number of weddings right now. It's crazy. Record breaking, record breaking. Yeah. But it's because of the stack. So that's what's happening right now. And I think from a revenue, put money in your bank so you can do what it, whatever it is you want to do as an entrepreneur, rock on. I think that's so wonderful. Um, and I think you know, we, we don't require that our customers tell us what they're going to do in the future. But my, my hunch is that's going to parlay into 2022 and probably 2023. Okay. Also, you know, the, the economy is doing pretty darn good. So I think yeah. people have extra cash to go get married more and engagements. <laughs> have bigger parties? Uh, yeah. Bigger budgets? Right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's yeah. right. Lots of parties, lots of events. I think that's on the upswing. Do you think – I've been saying since almost two years now that I think that – I thought it would be 2021, but I think that 2022 is just going to be a party year. Like people are going to want to party 
get out, uh, party, bigger revenge, parties. Right? Yeah. Revenge parties. Yeah, revenge <laughs> parties and, and uh, Leonardo DiCaprio style Wolf of Wall Street parties that I remember right. way back before the housing market crashed. Like these parties were insanity. Like, and I think that we're going to go back to that, not because of how much money they have. They just want to be able to say, I've got some money. And I want to. I want to. Ha- I want you to have fun with me doing it, and yeah. partying with me. So yeah, I think I think you're right. Yeah. And for the event space, that's a, a that's a wonderful way. news. Like culturally, it's wonderful. Yeah. And for you know the event space. Yeah. So um, before you cut me off, or before you ask another question, uh-huh. I thought of um, your very first question you asked today, which was, "What would you tell a brand new photographer getting?" into things and um my family and i we like to watch watch shark tank (laughs) it's a lot of fun and last night kevin mentioned three things that i would like to add to okay that answer to that um he said hey when you come into the tank there are three things i'm mostly interested what is your cac what's your revenue and what's your net profit? CAC is your cost to acquire a customer. Uh-huh. How much money is coming in? Uh-huh. How much are you keeping after your expenses? Yeah. Nobody told me that. Yeah. Nobody taught me that. No. I learned through a decade worth of failure, uh-huh. not understanding that simple trifecta equation. Yeah. Say for anybody starting or anybody who's actively working and nobody ever told them that recipe, yeah, get it and make sure your net profit is more <laughs> than what you spend. <laughs> and and quite often in the beginning we're not looking at that and we're it's, not. It's not, and it's such a unique industry in that sense that many of us get into it because. We like oh. taking pictures of our kids or we start doing this and then all of a sudden somebody starts asking a question and then all of a sudden we have to figure out how do we get that friend of ours who gave us a little bit of money to be really paying a lot, a lot of money. And that's, at some point you have to sit down and do that math. That's where that old adage comes in. It's not personal, it's business. Yeah. Because you don't have a business if you're in the red. Right. You know, right. So popular. Point, you have to have that conversation with it yourself where you say, um, is having a business more important to me than the satisfaction from being creative? Right. Or a hobby, as one of our mentors would have said. Is sure. It a business yeah. or a hobby. That's right. <laughs> Which always stuck in my head. Jason, yeah. it sounds like you got a hobby. It's Good true. one. Great hobby. We we um we feel guilty about charging for the thing that we love to do. Yeah. Right? Yeah, we do. But if you go, well, like, hey, I can continue to bless my clients with this creativity I've been gifted with. If I make sure I get that trifecta equation right, then you can go, well, yeah, it's 500 bucks, but it's going to be the best 500 bucks you ever spent. And I do it so I can be here next year. Right. Exactly. Or yes, it's five thousand bucks. Yes. Because it's going to be the best five, but I do it so I can be here next year. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, and that, and that's great advice. And doesn't matter how many years you've been in business, everyone needs to hear that. Pretty much at this point, in during yeah. a wedding cycle, right? October, <laughs> you're burnt out, and uh, 
We'll end it there. And I, I, I do want to say that a lot of you right now are burnt and burnt on both ends and hang in there because December's coming. <laughs> it's coming. So anyway, Garrett, uh, thank you for being here today. And it's, it's so great to finally have you on here for episode, I think like 85 or something like that. So it's, it's, it's awesome to have you here. And, uh, Garrett is, uh, somebody who he's there. You got to check out shoot.edit. Uh, and, uh, if you haven't, you should. And uh, I don't know. I, I Thanks for being here, dude. I appreciate it. Thank you, brother. Appreciate your time, man. Thank you for having me. All right. That's this episode of Something New Every Week. Thank you guys for listening. I've been saying on the end of all of these episodes to please, if you'd like, I'm looking for new guests. And I'd love to have you on. If you have anything to say, anything, I'd like to hear from you. I'm not hard to find. You can find me. Uh, but thanks for listening to this week's episode of Something New Every Week. Thanks again for tuning into Something New Every Week. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you do enjoy these episodes, I'd love it if you hit that subscribe button on however you're listening to this. Again, we want to thank our sponsor, Miller's Lab, millerslab.com. Great company. If you're not familiar with them, you should go check them out. Thanks again for tuning into Something New Every Week. We will see you back here next week.